Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Seedmasters Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Well, today we talk to the 620 CKRM Country Cookout winner for today, a grain and livestock producer from Central Butte, about 165 kilometers northwest of Regina. Sass Barley provides a big boost to the Crop Development Centre in Saskatoon for barley breeding. China could be a big market for Canadian pork, according to one analyst. Real Agriculture looks at canola markets and prices. We have an outlook from the Canadian Special Crops Association virtual convention. And the province resumes its weekly cattle market update. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns and more. Build with confidence, olympic-buildings.ca. A farmer from Central Butte is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Wayne Peterson farms with his brother and son with 6,000 acres of crop and 4,000 acres of pasture and 300 cows. He says his harvest has wrapped up for the year. It went well. We finished last Saturday and uh, everything went good. How were early yields? Pretty good. Yeah, they were uh, probably above average for most of it. So care to give me any numbers or is it too early? Well, no, the, I think the, the lentils were around 30 and the, the wheats were over 50 and yeah, flax was pushing 30. So, uh, and probably canola was the only setback, 30s to 35, but still pretty decent. Describe the growing season for me. What was it like this year? Well, it's no rain through seeding, and then we never got our first rain until June, but it was a good one, and it carried us through pretty much, I guess. What are your thoughts on the markets right now? Well, they're kind of steady, always looking for an increase, I guess. Has COVID had much of an impact on the farm? No, not really. I mean, other than not going too far, but as far as the farming side of it is, uh, you're kind of out here isolated, so it was all right. So you've been happy with this year's crop then? Very. Wayne, I understand you also have a pretty good-sized cow herd. What's your thoughts on the pasture and uh, the livestock markets? Well, the pastures are very dry. We're going to need some rain. And, I mean, the markets seem to be holding steady, so uh, it is what it is. Wayne Peterson of Central Butte is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Central Butte is about 165 kilometers northwest of Regina. Sass Barley is part of a prairie coalition providing $2.7 million over five years for crop breeding at the University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon. Sass Barley Vice Chair Brent Johnson of Strasburg says the new five-year project ensures farmers can expect new and improved barley varieties to stay competitive in the world market. We were in a previous uh, agreement with CDC, which was with Sass Barley, but now uh, this agreement is come around again and this time it's the cbrc which is the canadian barley research coalition and this is a partnership between the three 
Western Prairie provinces uh, to put joint funding into core breeding for the CDC. And for the five-year term is the term that we were, they were looking for, so we, uh, we had negotiated that. And what are the breeding goals that you've got? So the breeding goals we have is to continue to give uh, Canadian farmers, mostly Western Canadian farmers, continued high-quality barley uh, on the malting side and also uh, continue to increase yield and disease resistance. As well as there's also a feed program at the at the CDC, and we want to see continued advances in our, our barley, our feed barley as well. Give me an idea of some of your expectations. What do you hope to see improved in barley? So we continually hope to see uh, yield improved uh, on our, all of our varieties. We uh, we know that when we have higher yield, we are more competitive in the world. Also, continuing to hope to see d- in better disease packages. Uh, we have been seeing that lately on the newest. Varieties coming out of the CDC with some better uh, resistance to uh, leaf leaf diseases and and even fusarium somewhat. We also want to see uh, continued improvement on the malt qualities, but uh, that's a little bit of a tricky thing because malt quality seems like our our brewing customers maybe don't want to see much change there. So maybe more consistency on the malt quality side with some improvement, but definitely more improvement on the yield and disease side. The key here is to expand markets worldwide. The key is to continue to keep the markets we have as well as expanding. And uh, it's always very competitive out there. Other countries are always trying to coach and coach on uh, the markets we have. We have, a high, we have some of the highest value malt markets in the world. Also on the same side, we want to keep the yield improving to be able to access feed markets that we haven't had been able to access before. Now your media release talks about in the last five years, you've had two new malting varieties, one feed variety and a holus variety. And five years, you expect to see, what, another three varieties? We hope to see continued improvement in varieties and, and just not maybe not put a number on that so much as just to see that we're, we're getting the improvement we want. And if you had two really good ones that improved in five years, you'd be happy with maybe then 10 varieties that didn't, uh, didn't make the cut. And so that's always the biggest uh, issue we have with malt varieties in Western Canada is trying to get the, our customers to accept them. And so we want to continue to get varieties that are accepted. New varieties don't always get accepted, so we're looking to have that goal of better acceptance on varieties. Brent Johnson of Strasbourg is the Vice Chair of SAS Barley. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford Equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. And the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. An international swine expert says China could provide a big market for Canada's hog industry. Dr. John Carr says China announced Friday it would block imports of pork from Germany after the European country reported a confirmed case of African swine fever in a wild boar. I do think there's opportunities for Canada to step up. And the world, the world needs Canada. And the world just ignores it. But Canada is the saviour of the planet. Carr says Germany does not produce weanlings, but instead has purchased them from other countries, eventually processing and exporting to China, which accounts for about 14% of China's pork needs, approximately 6 million pigs. You lose 6 million pigs overnight, the price falls through the floor. You're not going to buy more weaners for kickoff. But the Danes, the Dutch and the Spanish no longer have the finishing capacity to be able to handle these animals. Because the Danes, the Dutch, the Danes have gone into breeding. So they're like North Carolina. Lots of breeding, no finishing. The Germans finish the pig. The Germans have just lost their number one market. And so you take out one part of this, could the price could still fall. But 
Canada, I would argue, is a net exporter to China. China's going to come looking for pork. She needs six million pigs this year. So now is the time for Canada to pay some of the COVID costs on the back of pigs. Carr seems to be saying that by one confirmed case of African swine fever pushing Germany out of the European pork supply picture, its own suppliers of weanlings have lost their market. Some observers have referred to these events as a version of 9-11-9-1-1 for Germany. Carr says the comparison may be close, but the disaster lies in the loss of markets for those European weanling supply countries. Germany is the number one producer of pork, but it's the German market is interesting because they don't make pigs anymore. They farm them. They farm them from Spain, Holland. Then I can't sell them, so I ain't buying them. So this disaster is not German. This disaster is Spanish, Dutch, Danish, because that's where they get their weanings from. It's expected that Germany will also lose access to South Korea and Japanese pork markets. Dr. John Carr is an international livestock veterinarian and consultant living in Australia. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, joined right now by Brennan Turner of Farm Lead. Okay, let's talk about Western Canadian crops here. A lot of focus on canola, and when we talk canola, we talk two things. $500, and we talk the carryout. Uh, let's start with the carryout. Are you a believer in what StatsCan is dealing uh, I am. I think I think it's a pretty safe forecast on them. Yes, we've heard some yield numbers that are, are maybe slightly different than what StatsCan's numbers are. But at the end of the day, I mean, Statistics Canada tends to underestimate the crop in their early reports, regardless if they're survey data, uh, survey estimates or, or database estimates. So um, arguably, I, I think that that their numbers are pretty, pretty good. And on the flip side, Saskatchewan uh, and provincial yield numbers from from uh, from Alberta and Saskatchewan tend to underestimate um, the crop. So, you know, I think we're probably somewhere in the middle. And, and um, you know, I, th I think some of the premiums that you're seeing on the board today um, shouldn't be ignored, bottom line. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about some of those premiums. Are you are you a believer in this? Because, you know, we've seen soybeans really push higher. So is, is, or is canola just a, a follower here, or is canola got its own story? I think I think there's definitely a fall sentiment associated with it. I mean, soybeans lead the world when it comes to the oil seed pricing in, in the market there, right? But um, you know, you're, we're looking at continued rise of Canada for canola. We're talking about um, you know strong exports continuing into the the 2020-21 crop year here. And uh, again, you know, there there are some harvest threats. You've got you got frost that happened last week and, and even this week in a few areas, right? So. There's definitely, you know, there's a lot of things that are weighing on the canola market. And that's why we've seen the, the you know, the premiums pull up here. And for the most part, $11 a bushel has been seen on, on almost every single bid sheet across Western Canada at some point in the last uh, 10 days or so. Um, and, and, you know, we haven't seen those values in how many years, the number of years here. So, you know, my concern is that because of this strong, unseasonal premiums that we're seeing, um, the premiums that we usually see or the rally that we kind of see in the fall slash winter months might not be as as robust as years past. And so, 
um, with that in mind, I'm just cognizant of, of making sales when I can and taking a profit when I can at, at these current levels. Yeah, you know, I, I think for some growers, you know, you you mentioned this is an unseasonal rally. This this is not typically where we see the market sort of drive higher is when we're bringing more inventory in, in into place. But you know, we've got the November future over five hundred twenty dollars. Uh, that that that's that's amazing compared to where we were. Not too long ago, actually, you know, at the like March, April time frame. So there's some real. This is pretty encouraging. And if you look into the forward months, that you know, there's some carry in the market too, which is even more of an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, again, it's 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 opportunities that you probably shouldn't pass up. And um, there's there's no necessarily guarantee that that prices are going to stay at these levels, right? And you know, there there are some arguments out there that. Um, we've kind of hit this new price equilibrium in terms of demand versus supply. We've kind of figured this out. And so higher prices are here to stay. Ooh. But the, the downside <laughs> risk is very real, right? I mean, I'm not saying that we're going to drop down necessarily to 450 tomorrow. But the point is that point back down to that 500, maybe 495 level is where we're going to balance out here. And so, uh, you know, the demand is there today. I mean, we've seen $11.50 a trade uh, per bushel of trade in, in Alberta on the combine marketplace. And and we expect that that trend to continue probably for the next couple of days. But again, keep in mind, as we see increased farmer selling, the likelihood that the price goes down is going to increase. What about spring wheat? Well, you know, we saw the, the StatsCan report out Monday uh, drop the, the size of the crop by about 700, almost 800,000 metric tons, right? Um, and so that's a positive. Most of that decline happened in Alberta. So you're probably going to see a little bit more of a, a swing for or a better swing for prices there. But we're still talking about a very, very large spring wheat harvest. Right. Um, and, and, you know, given the amount of wheat that's in the world, we know that China's buying a little bit more American, buying a little bit more Russian. Um, you know, the, the bottom line is that I think that we have an adequate amount of supply. And, and it's a very, very different story than what we're seeing in the canola market right now. So, you know, there are some good opportunities, I would say. But. Uh, I'm expecting some 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 stronger prices, um, probably November, kind of mid-November sort of dynamic uh, into December. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather, partly cloudy sky, the high 13 today, the low plus 2. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, wind southeast 20, the high 14 Thursday, the low 5. Friday, clearing, the high 18, the low 6. Saturday, sunny with a high 23, the low 11. Sunday, showers day and night, the high 19. Sunday, the low 7. Monday, sunny, the high 21, the low 8. Tuesday, sunny sky, the high 20. Normal high for this date, 18 degrees. The normal low is 3. The sun rose at 636 this morning. It sets at 710 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, is Maple Creek in the southwest corner at 14. The cold spot way up north, Uranium City, 3 degrees. Estevan is 12. Saskatoon, 10. Swift Current, 12. Weyburn, 10. Yorkton is 7. In Regina with partly cloudy skies, it's 11. That's 52 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest at 10. Humidity, 48%. The barometer dropping, 102.9. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 10 degrees. Winds are from the southeast at 4. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 11, that's 52 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. 
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com There should be few issues finding export markets for Canadian peas in the coming year. Chuck Penner is a market analyst and owner of Left Field Commodity Research. He provided the market outlook at the Canadian Special Crops Association virtual convention yesterday. He says 2019-2020 pea exports were about 3.7 million metric tons, not far off from 2016-17 when 4 million tons were sold. The difference between the two years is that India was the big buyer in 2016. Now China is the dominant buyer of Canadian yellow peas. In fact, China is buying more peas now than India did four years ago, prior to the implementation of domestic tariffs. Penner expects Chinese purchases will continue over the next year, following flooding in various regions. We know that China, for a large number of its crops, experienced some severe issues with flooding. So there were some real crop losses. And we don't know, because there's lack of information, what that has done to their own domestic pea production, which usually hovers around a million and a half tons. If their production has gone down, what does that mean for their demand situation, their import requirements? Uh, for the rest of 2020 and into 2021. Uh, I think it could be even larger yet. Penner believes there is some potential for India to possibly relax restrictions on chickpeas and yellow peas for a short period. If that were to happen, it would provide additional market support. I'm fairly friendly toward prices uh, for 2021, um, and that's without India in the market. And if India came in and even took half a million tons out of Canadian peas or peas from the U.S. or wherever, that would change that supply and demand situation very heavily, uh, and it would be a very sharp increase. But I don't know what kind of odds uh, I would put on India's re-entry into the uh, pea market in 2021. It's possible, though, especially if the weather does not cooperate there. On Monday, Stats Canada reduced its 2020 pea production estimate by 636,000 tonnes, down to 4.36 million. Jeff Vipond is the general manager of Pulses for Schooler Canada. He says farmers are in pretty good position right now. Coming off uh, rather low carryout stocks on a number of the major commodities that are produced in Western Canada and obviously Pulses went end of the crop year with very low stocks. Producers saw strong prices from frankly, March through until um, they cleaned out their bins. They were seeing the market move higher and they saw some good opportunities to forward market new crop production on lentils, as an example, strong new crop lentil prices. So the farmer, he's in a pretty good cash position today from from all information we're receiving and, and from the action that we're seeing from the producer. They're not eager to market. They're holding tight and they're waiting for their values. So you look back a year ago, the market was bidding yellow pea value sub $6 a bushel. Now the grower sitting here today, a stock situation that's rather similar to a year ago. And we're starting to push the envelope of $7 a bushel already on, on yellow peas. So you can see the strength in the farmer being able to hold for his price. So when we look at yellow peas at the lows of the market, we've probably seen them. Vipond was asked by the panel moderator to assess the percentage of yellow peas already sold by the producer. Our estimate today, Quentin, we'd have them at about one-third sold. And how, how would you expect them to be sold, say, by the December 31st? 
I think they'll they'll move in increments as the market moves higher. They'll sell into that. I don't think they're going to be eager to sell if they see values lower than that don't start with a seven. I don't think they're going to engage. If the market starts to move up in increments, we could see this market 50% sold by December. Vipon believes the outlook for green peas is a little less promising than the yellows. I think the green pea grower has been able to hold fast and keep that value a little bit higher than maybe it should be given the stock situation. Whether you believe that acres are up 10% or 30% um, with India and Nepal out of the market, it feels like that green pea situation is going to be rather heavy, at least out of the gates here. But uh, values, if you're going to pull green peas out of the bins, you're still paying up for them. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that market trend a little bit lower as we move forward. But uh, I wouldn't bet against the Canadian producer today. Jeff Vipond is the general manager of Pulses for Schooler Canada. He participated in a P-Market Outlook panel discussion yesterday during the Canadian Special Crops Association virtual conference. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Feeder steers were mainly higher this week, while feeder heifers were moving downward across Saskatchewan. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says several factors were behind the price changes. Well, Jim, this week feeder steer prices were mainly higher, with the only decrease seen in the 500 to 600 pound weight range. And then this category decreased about $0.04 per hundredweight to average $216.13 per hundredweight. All other prices increased with the 600 to 700 pound steer category, rising 542 per hundredweight to average 209.75 per hundredweight. The 7 to 800 pound, 700 to 800 pound steers increased a dollar per hundredweight to over last week to average $198.50 per hundredweight, while the 800 to 900 pound steers increased two dollars per hundredweight over last week to average $188 per hundredweight. Lastly, the 900 plus pound category increased by $4.50 per hundredweight to average $180 per hundredweight. Week over week changes were not reported for the other weight categories as there was no previous week prices to compare to. And so overall, the weekly average steer price was $198.48 per hundredweight in Saskatchewan. Now, if we want to go into the feeder heifer prices, so Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices, they told a different story. They had lower prices for the weight categories reported week over week. So the 600 to 700 pound heifers experienced a decrease of $4.01 per hundredweight to average $182.83 per hundredweight. And then the 700 to 800 pound heifers decreased 50 cents per hundredweight to average $180 per hundredweight. The 800 plus pound heifers also experienced a decrease of $1.56 per hundredweight to average $172.60 per hundredweight. And so week over week comparisons for the rest of the categories, the rest of the weight categories, were not reported as a result of insufficient data. And so the weekly average heifer price was $184.69 per hundredweight in Saskatchewan. So what were the main factors pushing steer prices higher and feeder heifer prices lower? Well, we've got a few different factors. So spot prices for barley based on Lethbridge were, are creeping higher uh, week over week, I guess, along with corn prices reported out of both Iowa and Omaha, um, although they are both lower than this time a year ago. So plays a little bit into that. Uh, also, year over year in the past, feeder cattle prices have shown to be higher in September than October. So we'll see what this means as they go into October. 
And then also the fall run is starting to occur with yearlings coming off the grass and likely some early weaning uh, shown by the reporting of heifers that were sold in the 300 to 400 pound weight category. What were marketings? So Canfax reported a total of 5,403 head of cattle that were sold in Saskatchewan this week. And that's down from 5,552 head last week. And again, less than the 6,027 head that were marketed during the same week in 2019. So year to date, cattle marketing in Saskatchewan are down 14%. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? So we got prices of live non-fed cattle in Alberta decreased compared to the previous week. So the price of D2 slaughter cows decreased $2.19 per hundredweight to average $82.64 per hundredweight. And the price of D3 slaughter cows also saw a decrease of $1.36 per hundredweight from the previous week to average $74.64 per hundredweight. The average price of live steers in Alberta was $135.75 per hundredweight, up $2.75 per hundredweight from $1.33 per hundredweight last week. And then rail grade steer prices documented a narrow spread this week, with prices reported from $220 to $223.50 per hundredweight. Natasha Wilkie is the acting cattle specialist for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading this morning at Viterra. Canola rose $1.40 at four seventy one eighty seven. Number one red spring wheat gained $1.92 at two fourteen forty three. The rest were unchanged. Durham two sixty eight twenty two. Feed barley one eighty three seventy. Flax five fifty two eighty five. Lentils five hundred fifty dollars fifty cents. Oats one seventy three fifty three. Yellow peas two forty eight eighty nine. And feed wheat one hundred sixty six dollars and sixteen cents. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now the latest livestock quotes. Hello, cattlemen. Junior for Heartland Livestock Services in Yorkton with your report for the week of September 16th. This is our final reminder that our market reports will now be on Thursday during the noon hour from here on in. We have a nice run on offer this week with 1300 in the pre-sort and 200 in the regular sale. Here are a few highlights from last week's sale. 650-pound red X steers, 230.75. 480-pound buckskin steers, 250.250. 700-pound red X steers, 211.75. 750-pound yearling heifers at a buck 92, and the 750-pound yearling steers at 206.75. Our cow and bull trade last week averaged 77 cents on the cows, and our bulls averaged $1.08. Attention producers, we will be having a monthly sheep and goat sale this Friday at 11. Receiving is Thursday from 12 to 8 and up to sale time on Friday. Also Friday at 5 p.m. is the Barland Stables 10th Annual Colt and Riding Horse Production Sale. This is one of the top sales in the country with the genetics and reputation to back this program. Please call ahead to reserve a seat in the sale. Once again, producers, please call ahead to book your cattle into the upcoming pre-search as they are filling up fast. This has been Junior for HLS Yorkton. Thank you and have a great day. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices for Sig 4 and Brandon, 156.98 per CKG. For BP4, TCP4, the Moose Jaw plant, $147.74 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report.